everyone. Welcome to this awesome video. I've got four other students here with me to answer your questions regarding extracurricular. If you're new to this channel, my name is Jaila. And I'm Ella. We're two students completing the Bachelor of Health Sciences program at Queen's University. And are proudly a part of the first on-campus cohort. We make videos about our life at Queen's as BHSC students on academic, recreational tips and other fun ideas we have. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel if you like the content. And like this video if you found it helpful. Thanks! Thanks. And I'm um, going to let them introduce themselves. Who wants to go I'll first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, my name is Lynn. I'm going into my second year of health sciences. And the extracurricular that I'm going to be talking about is a peer mentoring program for local elementary schools in Kingston called Kaleidoscope. Um, I'll go second. Um, hi, my name is Emily. I'm also going in second year health sciences and the extracurricular that I'll be talking about is um, Hugo, which is a student-run orchestra at Queen. <laughs> I'll go next. My name is Jenna. I'm from Ottawa, so super close to Kingston. Um, I'm also going into my second year in the health science program and my extracurricular is playing varsity soccer at Queen's. Hi everyone, my name is Rashi. Like everyone else, I'm also going into my second year of health sciences at Queen's. I'm originally from Mississauga and I've enjoyed my Queen's experience so far. Today I'm going to be talking about the Global Society of Genetics and Genome Biology. I know it's a mouthful, so I'm just going to refer to it as GSTGB. Oh my god, sorry, I'm also from Mississauga. Lots of Hometowns! Did you guys talk about where your hometowns are then? No. I'm from Vancouver. Woo! Shout out to the I time difference. I'm from Toronto, in case you guys didn't know. So let's get started. The first question that I want to ask all of our guests is how did you find the extracurricular? How did you find the extracurricular that you're a part of? Who wants to go first? I'll go first again. Might as well just do the same order. Um, so for me, I found basically all of my extracurriculars through Queens in the Park, which is an event during a week where they set up a bunch of booths um, all over the place, and you just like snake through it. Kind of like like a university like booths kind of like symposium i guess um you just kind of see what everyone's clubs are and you can see which ones you're interested in set up your email and yeah that's how i found mine uh, just to add on that i don't know if anyone's like from the toronto region but there's something called unifair which um is hosted at the metropolitan center downtown and it's similar to that aspect where they just have a bunch of booths and you just go around and you have a bunch of club presidents and club execs that talk about um, the different types of extracurriculars that you could participate in. And you simply just like write your Queen's email down, your um, your name, and then they'll send you an email, I think a week after uh, Queen's in the Park um, to see if you want to apply or if you're interested in those extracurriculars. Um, another thing is I think the sidewalk sale slash club thing, which is like another open house during O week. Um, playing soccer, it's the process of starting is a little different than most extracurriculars. It starts like around grade 10, I would say. Um, it's a good time to start emailing coaches and going to showcase tournaments. Um, personally, I did, I visited a lot of schools the summer before grade 12, and then I loved it at Queen's. I loved the campus, so I signed my letter of intent in November of that year. But if you're 
playing soccer or any other sport and you're a little late in the recruitment process, then every team has open tryouts so you can walk on and a lot of coaches do accept walk-ons on their teams. Um, so like Lynn and Emily spoke about, the um, Queens in the Park is super useful. Um, I know for the coming semester, due to the circumstances, that might not be possible. But another thing that I also used was the Queen's AMS website. We actually have a website um, by AMS, which is the Queen's Student Government, that lists all the clubs. And when you click on a specific club, it can take you to that club's website, Facebook page, social media, and email. So if you are interested and you don't know what the club's about, you can get in contact, check out their website. Um, stalk some of their founders or presidents on Facebook, um, whatever works for you. Um, that's a good way of finding out what things you're interested in and just exploring your borders. Yeah, actually speaking of social media, if you're on like the Queen's University class of 2024, like the big one, they're going to be post galore during the first couple months of school, like saying, here, apply for our club, apply for this club, apply for this club, come check out this event. Uh, and stuff like that. So there's there's no shortage of opportunities at all. <laughs> Definitely. And some sometimes the clubs even ask um, the professors to put on their slides or shoot you an email <laughs> to just advertise the club. So don't don't worry about like not finding opportunities in first year. I'm sure all the clubs will find a way around it, even with the circumstances like right the cir circumstances right now. So you're good. <laughs> Okay, thank you guys all for that was a great answer. Um, so we'll move on to our next question. Where can you find extracurricular, op oh, we kind of talked about it. Where can you find extracurricular opportunities on and off campus? I guess we talked more about on campus. So where can you guys find opportunity off campus? Because of COVID, a lot of um, volunteer opportunities this summer were canceled. So I started looking at the virtual volunteering opportunities. I think there's a Canadian website and I registered to volunteer with Kids Help Phone. So that's what I'm gonna be doing this summer, to volunteer. I used to start as doing what Jenna did, just um, you know, searching up where you're from or even in Kingston. Um, and then social media has connected a lot of people. So even on social media, most of the times they post job opportunities or a lot of volunteer opportunities. Um, so it's just staying in touch with the community around you and how well you can also, something else to mention is that if you are in health sciences or um, going into health sciences, we have like a hospital which also accepts volunteering opportunities like the KGH. And a lot of people in our program actually volunteers there as well. So I'm pretty sure um, there is also other kind of like fundraising foundations all around Kingston because it's still like a really big community. People will still need like a lot of volunteer work and there's a lot of jobs available if you are have the intention to look into it. So yeah, that's what I want to add on. The next question is, how many extracurricular would you recommend first year students join? Um, I can I can start with this one. Um, so if you're going into health sciences, um, you might already be like a go-getter and really enjoy being in a lot of extracurriculars. Um, but it can also be scary, obviously, to start a new school and then also want to join extracurriculars. So um, it really depends. Um, start small if you're nervous about it, but there are lots of opportunities that are really low commitment 
like committees that meet once a month for like a fundraiser event or like another club where maybe you can like run the social media for them, like things that aren't super high commitment. And then there are other ones that are like an hour a week. And it really just depends. Kind of like pick and choose like the different types of volunteering clubs want to be a part of. And like sports as well, intramural. Just have to like see how it goes and then can add on our takeaway from there. Yeah, I'd just like to add on her. Um, one thing that I, I guess I found was going into first year, I wasn't quite sure of the academic load and how much time I'd have to spend doing school and reading. So I think I picked one or two initially just to see like where my limits were and how much I could handle and then kept adding on top to see, um, you know, that I had room doing things and I was able to balance um, extracurriculars plus academics. Yeah. Um, playing a sport is a really big commitment, so we play six days a week during the season. So for me and I think all the other rookies on my team, we decided that that would be a big enough commitment for us for the year. But as you get older playing sports, a lot of girls and guys, I'm sure, will start joining more and more clubs as you get more accustomed to balancing school and sports and everything else. I did a similar approach to Emily, where um, I knew coming out of high school, I was really skeptical about what the workload would be, if I'd be able to manage it, how I would cope with um, even living away from home. It's University is a huge change, and um, it can be intimidating for a lot of people, and it was for me as well. So I started off with just two, um, and then by the end of it, I think I got involved in three or four more. But again, as Lynn was mentioning, it depends on what your role is within that extracurricular and how committed and passionate you are towards it. So um, something I personally learned from first year was um, it's not about how many you're involved in, but um, how good your commitment and your involvement, how meaningful your involvement is in the community, <laughs> in the Kingston family. So make sure you do something you're truly passionate about rather than just trying to spread yourself too far. And, and even join any time, like throughout the school year, usually just open for anyone to join. Okay, so the next question is What are some extracurricular activities available on and off campus related to health sciences? I think you guys covered that pretty nicely. Like, you can volunteer at the hospital. There are clubs that have to do with science and health and conferences and stuff you can go to, like the CUCO, the Canadian Undergraduate Conference on Health, I believe. Um, and that's in the fall. I hopefully they'll be doing an online conference and you can attend, but stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Anything other people want to add? I think you already covered this, Jala, but um, really to all times, a lot of people think a good place to start is the hospital. So there's actually three hospitals in Kingston that either volunteer with PGH, Providence Care, or with Elsa. Um, if you don't have any clinical experience, it's a great place to start. And especially for a first year, just getting your foot in the door sometimes is all you need. Definitely. There's even like a lot of fundraising foundations across campus. For example, like diabetes research, cardiovascular research. If you know what specific field that you're interested in, you can definitely look into that and join a club or like a fundraising foundation for that. That can help you to know more people who's interested in the field and also um, kind of help for a good cause. 
to add to that, there's a lot of clubs that do a lot of fundraising and outreaching um, for fundraisers for um, the Kingston community or for other large organizations. I know that um, I think I, I participated in some ALS Society Club where we like fundraise um, money for potential um, things to donate to the ALS Society or for people who have ALS in the Kingston community. Mm -hmm. yeah, and there's also MetLife, which is kind of kind of like a tourism, kind of volunteerism thing that you can sign up during the school year and go like after the school year or like in reading week and stuff like that. That's also pretty um, health related if you're interested. Are there any research opportunities and job opportunities on off campus? I'll start first. Um, Job opportunities, there's a lot of job opportunities. I know one of the biggest ones is walk home, where um, I don't know if anyone here has participated in it, but um, essentially you have uh, students uh, who are on call during specific times of hours during the day. And um, there's a, I guess, a phone line that um, students on campus or, or off campus are allowed to call. So those people who are, um, I guess, who are, I guess, walking home. Yeah, or, or walking home can call and have someone walk home with them to wherever the designation is on campus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually, been, I, I was, someone walked me home. I called walk home a few times. Yeah, I've used it before too. <laughs> yeah, I've used it quite a lot at the beginning because I get lost quite easily. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're going to like a week event, still remember. Like pretty dark. I, use it, but I wanted to try calling just for fun. <laughs> oh, that's not good. They're probably like, like blacklist you or something. Like this person is just calling for fun. <laughs> yeah. Anything else to add? Uh, yeah, I have something to add. Um, so Dr. Adams gave a uh, lecture on how we can get involved in research as well as jobs on and off campus. Um, he did this in one of our courses, like just one of the days. For two, I think it was an hour and a half. We spoke about it, got a chance to ask questions, answer questions, and I'm pretty sure they're planning that for next year. If not, you can reach out to any of the senior students, and they'd be happy to help in terms of how you can get involved in things talked about um, in that session. A lot of research opportunities that will are available on the website called My Careers, um, like for for the summer. Sorry, yeah, research opportunities for the summer. You can see like all the job posting. You can even sort it by departments and stuff. And you can definitely also reach out to prof and see if they want you to volunteer for them or even work for them. And for the job, I think there is also AMS website that has all the job posting available on campus that you can kind of um, send your applications to that would help you find some jobs. Yeah. Are we good? I think so. Sounds good. Let's move on to the next question. Do you find it hard to balance extracurricular with school? How do you balance extracurricular with school? I can start. Um, definitely when school started in September is quite a shock to be playing soccer like six days a week and having to balance five classes at the same time. But what I found actually was that in season, we only had soccer in school and that was it. So we were so committed to those two things that 
we just had to time manage really well and it ends up working out. And then off season, you have a little more free time and I found that I was less productive than I was during season. Mm, interesting. I, I definitely agree. Like if you're passionate about something, they'll make time for it. Um, and so being involved in extracurriculars, I actually recommend it because like you were saying, it helps you time manage better because it forces you to do that and you'll be more productive in the time you have rather than spreading like one little bit of work over an entire day, <laughs> whereas you might have had to do it in a couple hours before. Mm -hmm. But do you guys find that like in, in as a Bachelor of House Sciences, you have a lot of work that is like kind of hard, like difficult for you to transition into um, university or is it like an okay amount of workload? I mean, I think it depends on the person, like not, there are some people who study super, super fast and are able to retain a lot of information. I know myself, like I'm an average learner where like I retain, but I don't retain like everything like instantly. So I guess for me, it took a little bit of time. Um, just from like the transition from high school to university, I found that um, the academics plus transitioning to living outside of my own um, home, to going out to get meals at the dining hall, to walking to classes was um, somewhat of a transition, but I think like after a couple of weeks of getting used to it and being able to figure out where to allocate my time was um, something that was super essential to maintaining, uh, I guess, my stress level plus keeping up with academics as well. I think if I didn't do extracurriculars, I would lose it. It's a good break from having just academics. It's, if, you, if you study and only study, trust me, it's going to get boring soon. And you also don't want to burn yourself out. So make sure you have that good balance between whether it be extracurriculars, volunteering, spending time with family, getting some to sleep. Um, it's, it's necessary and important to have a balance. Definitely agree. Next question and our last question just to wrap it up, what is the most important takeaway that you would want people to have after watching this video in terms of extracurricular and time management or, or other tips as well? Yeah. My, my takeaway from this that I would want you guys to get would be don't be afraid to get involved in the things that you guys are passionate about because you will make time for it and you will, you will get through it. Everyone's going through the same thing. Really good advice, I wish <laughs> um, But something I want to add is it's okay to make mistakes. Trust me, it's part of the process, and if you don't make mistakes, you won't have a good story to tell. I was just going to say again, like, keeping busy will keep you motivated, and it ends up working out in the long run. Um, I would say don't be afraid to go outside your comfort zone and try something new that you've never done before because you, you might like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like university life is just a lot of exploring new things and then finding out which one is the best for you. Um, so I hope after watching this video, all of you guys have learned something and had fun watching us kind of mingle about our experiences <laughs> and um, that's it for the video thank um thank you guys for watching and thank emily lynn jenna and rashi for coming to the panel yay i'll see you guys next time thank you all bye
A big thanks to all the friends, family, and professors for supporting me and Ella in creating this channel. We couldn't have done it without you guys. Thank you guys so much for the support, and thank those of you for watching. Bye!